and welcome to this Expert Insights CD. I'm Donna Hanson. Our Expert Insights CD series is designed to give professionals access to the latest trends, ideas, philosophies and approaches that impact on productivity, performance and achievement, both in business and personally. We know that these days it's often hard to find time to step outside your world and explore what's happening in other organisations. Our Expert Insights CDs are designed to provide you with concise information on topics relevant to you on a regular basis in a format that maximises your time and keeps you up to date with current trends. In this Expert Insights CD, we speak with Danielle Story. Danielle Story is the co-owner of an award-winning international multi-million dollar family-run business, The Cartridge Family. The Cartridge Family is based in Melbourne and services Australian and New Zealand businesses and has for over 16 years. Danielle is also a professional speaker in business marketing and sales and customer service, as well as employee engagement. She's an experienced and skilled mentor, as well as being a specialist in exhibiting and sponsorship management. That's quite a, a foray of talents. A talented communicator with proven management experience in the private business sector, she has a humorous and heartwarming personal story on which to base her million-dollar relationships. Uh, she's a sought-after for her strategies that are easy to implement our ideas which deliver genuine results and they form the basis of systems which create customer delight or service with a little bit extra. Hi Danielle, how are you this morning? Hi Donna and hi everybody, it's wonderful to be here. Thank you so much, I'm great. <laughs> Why don't you tell us first of all how you came to be where you are today because that's uh, quite a business that you have and, and certainly a wealth of experience and ideas I'm sure you've got to share today. Uh, thank, thanks, Donna. The Cartridge family has really been the foundation of what I do, um, which is stepping up and sharing strategies to create customer delight, strategies that create better customer service and perhaps easy, easier leadership options for people. Um, and, and really, the Cartridge family was probably my training ground. Um, it was definitely where I cut my teeth, so to speak. Um, and it was very, I'm, I'm going to guess everybody knows all about printers and cartridges, a very competitive, very low margin uh, market um, with enormous potential for losing customers out the customer bucket. Um, and so uh, we struggled for probably seven years, really struggled in a highly competitive market. Um, and I implemented a couple of strategies and the 10 years following um, really managed to put uh, turn the business around on a complete foundation of, of implementing customer delight strategies and systems. And I'm really proud to say that we stand out in the marketplace as a, a company that focuses first and foremost on our customers and we live, preach, well, we don't preach, of course, but we live and practice um, the whole what the future of customer service is all about and, and that's customer delight. Fantastic. Well, today I know we're going to be talking around the topic of saying sorry properly and yeah. how that can increase your productivity. So I guess to start out, Danielle, what does saying sorry properly really mean? Well, if I can go back half a step and talk about, um, I guess, business or, or the, the business environment in probably many countries at the moment um, is that everybody's scared. Everybody's scared of making a mistake. 
as is there is in printer cartridges, there's there's heaps of competition in, in job roles. There's heaps of competition in the marketplace. There's some amazing kids coming up through university studying and, and everybody's scared of making a mistake in case they lose their job, they lose their customer, they lose their role and sometimes lose their mind if you're talking about business <laughs> leading. <laughs> you get so busy. And what that does is it creates uh, uh, an environment of um, covering uh, bases, I guess is a really nice way to put it, mm-hmm. um, of making sure that, that I'm not stepping too, not taking too big a risk. Because, I mean, quite frankly, the last five years hasn't been the best environment for risk taking financially, um, let alone anything else. And and funds are tight, uh, resources are tight, time, resources are tight, time, energy, and money. Um, so I saw a gap in what I found was that the we're not perfect and most of us are so busy trying to be perfect and do everything perfectly that we don't get time to step out and try something new just in case we fail and i mean that at a business level at a at a, at a corporate level uh, not not just at a personal level mm-hmm. and so um rather than worrying about am i going to make a mistake with this new process or am i going to um worry about upsetting my customers with a change in courier or whatever it is whatever that is what could i do to um perhaps um, minimize the pain if it does go wrong so we invented a sorry system Mm. Um, part part of for us was because we grew up in small business because it was predominantly my husband David who um, is amazing and I and we, our small team grew and as our team grew I found that uh, and can I I don't know if many leaders do this but you go nobody does it quite as well as I do <laughs> so so I might as well do it myself but of course as you grow a business you can't you, you need to be able to put really good um, processes in place so that people can follow them, but you've also got to allow that mistakes are going to happen as well. So we implemented a formal sorry system that enabled our staff and us to say sorry properly and to keep our customer, keep our client. And and it, it's it been a profound um, process for us and for the people, the customers that we get feedback from. Okay, that's that's interesting, and and I want to ask a question there because I'm sure we've probably got a few listeners on the line who are going, hmm, customers, but I don't have customers. Do you want to give us a definition of how you see or what you see as being a customer when you're we're talking about? Sorry. Yeah, of course, and and I and I really could could clarify did should clarify this better. I believe that everybody that we want something from is a customer or a client. We use the word client or customer. Starting with getting up in the morning, the people in our household, they're our internal family customers or internal family clients. And then when we get to work, the people that we're working with the people that we need to deliver a report for us, the people that we need to make sure that our IT is working, our internal customers, they're the people that we want to do something for us so that we can continue to do what we're doing. So it doesn't it doesn't matter if it's not a uh, an external bill-paying person. It could be the internal person that we're working with because, after all, if I just segue slightly... We don't go to work for the money. We don't go to work for the money to buy things. We go to work for the money to have the things that build the relationships that we have in our world. Mm. And for many of us, we spend more time with the people at work than we do with the people at home. 
and it feels like it. <laughs> and so therefore we're building relationships every day and the ability to be able to take a risk and try something new and say sorry properly if it doesn't work the way we need it to um, with the people that we work with every day is, is golden. It's a golden thing to be able to do. Okay, so moving forward in our conversation, we just need to be mindful that uh, customer is an interchangeable term that can relate to internal or external and yes. and can just be anybody that you liaise with that, um, you know, you have some sort of um, interaction with, I guess, even um, even in the sense I was just thinking about going to a store, but that's that's sort of the more traditional sense of customer, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Look, it is. Um, I mean, let's let's take it right back to basics. If I could say, you could imagine that um, we wake up one day and we're really unhappy with the way our body's functioning for whatever reason, and we go, right, I need to put a new health regime in process, and that means I might need my dinners cooked differently, or I might need to buy different food, or I might need to spend a bit of time at um, at, a, at health, whether it's gym or walking or whatever it is we're doing. That will impact the people who are around us. It's going to change their routine as well it's going to change their feelings around us and so therefore we're stepping out and trying something new so that we can streamline our own life so that we can be more productive and that's what it's all about um, so how therefore do we make it how do we make it good for them as well because we want them to have as much buy-in to our new way of doing things as we do ourselves because it's with support we get things done mm. okay so I guess for most people, when we think of saying sorry, it's just a matter of, you know, going to someone and just saying, look, I'm really sorry that happened, uh, you know, or I, I messed up and it won't happen again. And that's often yep. the end of the story. So so why do you think we need to say sorry differently? Do you, well, see, that's where I wonder, do we really automatically go straight to someone and say, oh, my gosh, this didn't work out the way we thought it was going to, I'm really sorry, or do we spend a couple of days agonising on it first and everybody's in a whole lot of pain? Mm, mm. Sometimes um, people don't want to put their hand up and, and say they made a mistake. I think pride gets in the way, pride and blame. Um, it's, it's amazing, um, particularly when it's not really our fault, sometimes things don't happen because someone else lets us down. There's a third per there's a document that needs to be prepared, there's artwork that needs to be done, and all of a sudden the person that created that, um, the very first piece of it or a piece of it or something or the computer breaks and the IT guy hasn't had time to come and fix it or whatever it is, and the first instinct was, I couldn't get that done because my computer was broken. Okay, uh-huh. I, I hear you, I completely hear you that it wasn't your fault, but that doesn't solve my problem that what you were going to deliver to me didn't happen. And it so, now has um, its follow-on impacts, doesn't it? Correct, with everybody, absolutely. And so I'm not saying I'm not saying that people should automatically put their hand up and say, put a sackcloth on my back and blame me for everything. That's, that's going to weigh the other end of the spectrum. Um, but it's in relationship building. Relationship building is very much about bettering the way we do things together uh, when we build great relationships we are we are deliberately making a choice to improve all our lives so if you and I are building a relationship you I want to help you improve your life and you want to help me improve my life my business my job my results whatever it is um, and that's why we have um, money that, that money is a means of exchange so that um, if I've asked you to help me improve something I can pay you a fee and I'm helping you run your business so there's a, a mutual growth or growing um, and and um, 
when we when we descend into uh, it's not my fault, I've it was somebody else's fault, we're missing the complete point of let's just make this better and move forward. Because realistically, because, that's yeah. all that matters, isn't it? Absolutely, that's all that matters. I mean, that's that, that's all we, anybody really wants. And, and interestingly enough, you know, most people, and I'll probably cover this when I tell you a little bit about how our system works and so that you can, you know, our listeners can, can take pieces of it and implement it themselves. Um, but... But most people don't even know how they want something fixed. They just want something to acknowledge that it went wrong. Mm. Or somebody to say, I'm listening. Or somebody to blame. That's often the automatic reaction, isn't it? Well, because, because we just want to say, my thing didn't get fixed and my thing didn't get done or my thing didn't get res- delivered or my thing didn't get whatever and it's all your fault. Most people, are, that's just a default thing. Most mm. people don't want to go to that point. What they really want to do is say, please, can you help me fix my problem? I used to stay with my staff, um, bring me solutions, don't bring me problems. I don't have to say it anymore because now they just bring me solutions. <laughs> bring me solutions, don't bring me problems. Um, by all means, let me know what the problem is because that's part of being an open leader. But bring me two or three solutions because quite often you'll have a solution that I haven't even thought of and it'll be a solution that you've got buy-in for, so go for it and fix it. And so part of the, the, what we have with the sorry system is we used to have a box of gifts, gifts that would go in the mail and the staff had a button. If it wasn't, if it was somewhere in, for example, New Zealand and it wasn't appropriate to put it in the mail, um, there was a couple of websites where they had a budget and they could just go and send something. Great. Well, we're and, going to talk about the yeah. system a little later on. But um, why do we need to say sorry properly? I think there are different degrees of saying properly. I think we can say, yep, sorry, not my fault, can't fix it for you. We hear that a lot in business, um, particularly when we're dealing with um, some sectors of industry or or where we hear, yep, sorry, that's the rules, that's the procedure, I can't help you. Mm -hmm. And then we go into the whole, you need to fix this, and that's where the blame game comes in. I think um, that that's definitely saying, sorry, yep, sorry, that's the system, I can't help you. Mm Mm-hmm. And then there's, then there's, look, I'm really listening to you. I'll do everything I can or I'll transfer you to a department. I'll get you where you want to go. We're really listening to you. We care about you. But there's still that runaround. There's still the I've got to talk to four people to get my thing done. I'm not 100% confident as a client, customer, internal customer that you're really going to do it for me. Um, and then they're saying sorry properly, which says I'm really sorry here's how we're going to fix your problem. I fix it and then I pop a little something onwards from that to say, hey, please forgive me. Okay. So uh, I'm, I'm assuming some of the benefits of saying sorry properly as opposed to just saying sorry uh, is that it actually changes the dynamic of the relationship that we have with the person who I guess in effect um, may feel um, like they've been um, you know, let down. It, it engenders a sense of loyalty mm. um, and loyalty loyalty goes beyond we've made mistakes. We get loyalty in the strongest of our, of our personal relationships. They're the relationships. And someone said to me, um, uh, I'm, I'm, I do a bit of work on staying in like with your family in business. It's a, it's a, a piece that, um, that, that I talk to people about. And, and families are loyal. And quite often we hurt the people that we're most loyal to or who are most loyal to us because we trust that they will forgive us. 
that we can be going go home and we can be grumpy and we can be um narky and we can be um we can be we don't have to be on our best behavior because we know these people are loyal to us and we know that they'll forgive us for our behavior for a certain period of time of course um and so the benefit in business of saying sorry properly is that um internal and external customers have a stronger sense of loyalty and they trust that regardless of whether it goes right or wrong, on occasion goes wrong, that somehow you'll make it okay for them. So they trust us. I guess, too, um, once you build that loyalty and trust or you continue to grow it by acknowledging that something didn't go right and you know being proactive in what you can do to fix it, that automatically increases your productivity because... Y- you know, you can rely, you feel like you can rely more on the people that are around you because there's, I guess, for some, there may even be a feeling of obligation. Well, there's, there's definitely a feeling I would, that they wouldn't go any, wouldn't go anywhere. Do you mean obligation from the person saying sorry properly or from... Well, I think from both degrees. I think if, yeah. if, if, um, someone uh, does something that doesn't work and they come to me and say, look, I'm really sorry, this is what happened, I'm more likely to go into bat for them if I have to go to a higher authority to negotiate oh, yeah. something. Or yeah. if um, if uh, I do something and somebody does that, I feel a sense of obligation to repay them. It's a bit like that law of reciprocity. Um, yeah. I, I think that it was the um, uh, Tibetan monks or something that would hand out these flowers to people and they would hand them out not expecting a donation but people would feel obliged to give them money because they'd been given something uh, initially they felt like they had to give back in return yeah Yeah, that's exactly right and it's amazing what loyal customers will do for you Mm. and and whether that's you know we we're fairly active on social media um and the social media sites that we're active on um have thousands and thousands of people and the minute anybody says printer or cartridge or copy or anything like that um two or three people will pop up bang straight off you've got to talk to these guys that they are amazing they people uh who are loyal to us become our advocates and and advocates are uh, priceless. And advocates I, in your business are priceless. And I guess too, taking that from another perspective, if you're talking internally with your own teams, um, yes. they're talking on social media and they're talking about their work and you want yes. their um, their conversations with their friends, families and connections to be positive ones because that in turn impacts on your your brand. So if you're a global organisation, you want to be um, spreading the message that, you know, XYZ company is a a fantastic place to work rather than, you know, XYZ uh, company treat me badly and, and, you know, they're making me work all these long hours and they're not paying me overtime and, you know, all of those sorts of things. We'll take, I mean, take, for example, um, two, two brands that I work very heavily with, uh, Brother and HP, and um, I can jump online to any of the tech sites that are not Brother or HP driven, um, and there will be staff there answering questions, solving problems for people. And someone will go, I've got a problem with this XYZ printer. You know, it'll be a, a wiring issue or a Wi-Fi issue or it could be anything. Um, and there will be dozens of people there that are employees all around the world going, hey, I work for these guys. Here's how you fix it. Um, so employee internal advocates are, again, are also priceless. Uh, and and here's where leaders, we're moving. Uh, the future of service, 
So the ability to serve, whether it's customer service, client service, whether you're serving people internally in your organisation, it's changing and it's moving to a relationship-based uh, model. It's moving to an experience-based model. And, and that allows for leaders who have emotional intelligence, leaders who are able to be vulnerable, responsibly vulnerable. Um, if those two words, responsible and vulnerable, can go in the same sentence, or maybe they're oxymorons. Um, but um, leaders are able to be more human, more real, more vulnerable because they've got a team that uh, relates to them, are loyal to them and then forgives them. Um, see, and it all comes back to the premise of being able to say sorry properly. Mm. I'm taking a risk, I'm working longer hours or I'm changing the job roles or I'm, I'm realigning the vision of the company or, I mean, how many, how many corporations have we seen them realign their vision and 12 months later have them go, yeah, that didn't work? Mm. It happens because they took a risk and they went back to their teams and they said to them, hey, guys, we thought this was going to work. We're really sorry. Hey, let's try again. And I think that's, I, I, I want to come back to the very basis of our personal relationships. We allow each other to stretch. We allow each other to fly. We allow each other to fall and we form a balance. It's happening in business as well. Mm. It's not just airy-fairy concept. This is the future of service, the ability to serve and build relationships. So I, I know, Danielle, you know, I could talk for ages on this topic <laughs> with you, um, but I'm, I'm conscious of the fact that we want our listeners to get some ideas and strategies and maybe understand the value of the system that you've implemented at the Cartridge family. Can you share some of the tips and strategies that you have to create a system that would you know, be empowering us to say sorry properly, both personally and in business? Yeah, absolutely. Love to. Um, it's a really simple system. It's just a few set, steps, but they are steps and you can't miss them. Um, I, I, it's, it's for me, I often envisage it's a phone conversation because so many of us are, um, are on the phone to people. If we're in a large organisation, we're on the phone. And naturally, we're going to be face-to-face -face sometimes. Um, for me, in my business, it's predominantly um, this particular brand, the Cartridge family. We have a number of other brands that are online, but this particular brand is offline. So we are on the phone. Sometimes an email will come through. The first thing to do, pick up the phone. Mm. The quickest thing or face, if you can get face-to-face -face with the person, even better, but it's not always um, efficient, as in we're not always in the same state, country, whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, so um, pick up the phone. The first thing, pick up the phone and say, sorry, I'm really sorry this happened. I, I'm, uh, no blame, no explanation on what might have happened. Majority of times people want to be heard, the people that we're talking to. So the next thing is ask ask a question. Um, Did Here's my understanding of what went, what happened. Do you is, have I missed anything? Mm -hmm. One of the things, if we're in a call center and we, we've referred somebody along to somebody, we picked up. I'm really sorry, I can't help you with that right now. I'll just put you through to the customer complaints department. I'll put you through to this department or whatever. Tell the person that you're transferring the client, the customer to the whole story. You've picked up the phone. I'm really sorry this has happened. I'd like to transfer you to Jenny. I'm going to put you on hold for one minute because I want to explain to Jenny what's gone on um, so that you don't have to re-explain it. Then I tell Jenny what went on. Uh, Jenny then picks up the phone and says to the client, the customer, 
I'm really sorry this happened. This is what I understand happened. Have I missed anything? So, because we're having a yeah. So I guess that would work in in a personal sense by yes. just you know sidetracking the the extra story and going straight to the source, whether it be yes. a family member and saying, "Hey, yep. look, I'm really sorry, I forgot to pick you up from school." Or... <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I've done that. I've got four children. Just ask them. Oh and, my. And, <laughs> <laughs> or or um, from, you know, oh, I'm really sorry I forgot a friend's birthday or yes. uh, inside the organisation, I'm really sorry I uh, didn't get that report to you on time or I'm really sorry I couldn't make it to um, that meeting, Th those sorts of things. So but That's one way, yes. If you take it back half a step, let's focus on the person in front of us or on the phone and, and take it back to their experience. So rather than the, I'm really sorry this didn't didn't ha didn't get delivered on time. Be I'm I'm really sorry. I've heard or I understand that that you're upset because this didn't happen and that affected that and then that created that outcome for you. Is that right? But they may not necessarily know. They may not necessarily be angry. You might be. No, pre you no. could also be preempting the fact that something's happened and you're apologising before it actually gets to them and they realise there's an issue. Yes. Yeah. So and so I we build we we have a, a little bit of property um, and we buy through a property um, group and um, and we, we do all the work but they they um, create they negotiate some of the stuff for us and um, and we've had a number of occasions where we've had a phone call we've had no idea anything's gone wrong and um, our uh, the guy that the, our, the guy that we're talking to Uva has rung me and said hey we've got a problem but I've got two options for you to solve the problem what would you like. And so he's come to me with a solution even before I knew I had a problem. So sometimes that does happen for people. He's already preempted that. But in this case, when we're really solving a problem, it's to, it's to really give the person that we're talking to a chance to have their say because most people just, they just want to have their say. They just want to tell you how they're feeling. Mm, mm. And, and when you're listening to them, you really don't take it personally. Tuck your pride aside. Let them have their say. Give them that honour. You were part of a system that didn't work just as well as they would like. Let them have their say. And then ask them, and this is a critical question. My, my father taught me that the art of negotiation is the point at which where somebody says no. Mm -hmm. It's not about beating people up. It's not about hurting people. It's not about, it's not about um, getting as much as we can. The art of negotiation is finding the point where somebody says no and then moving forward from there. And then so say to them, so how can we fix this for you? What did you have in mind or what are your expectations? Really sorry I couldn't deliver that report. I understand it's going to impact what's happening here. Um, bearing in mind that it's not ready right now, what is our time frame for that? What is your understanding of how you'd like that done? Is it in an hour, a day, a week or a month? Because mm -hmm. you might be quite surprised that person will say, you know what, I don't really need it. Don't worry about it. We'll do it next week. I've got more important things to worry about. I have start. We do that. So we'd sit down in a staff meeting and go, have to do this this week. And all this other stuff would come up and they'd come back to me and say, I just didn't get that done. Do you want me to stay back and do it? And I go, you know what? Quite frankly, we've got enough on our plate. Let's shelve that for another week. Okay, so yeah, the first step is let them have their say and the second step is asking them a question. How can we fix it or what are your expectations depending on the circumstances? What's the next thing we could do? 
Well, and, and just let me just so just front on just prior to that, when they tell you if it's not something that you can actually physically possibly do, that's the point at negotiation where you say, I can't do that. I'm really sorry. Let's find a third option. Yep. So it's not it's not, you know, this is the be all and end all. How else can we fix that? And so it's negotiating an answer. Um the third thing, critically, do it. Fix it. Mm-hmm. Make sure it happens. Make sure that you're the person that follows through and the client gets what you promised them the internal client, the external client. So fix the problem. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, I mean, that's that should be a no-brainer, mm-hmm. but how often does it not happen? Yeah. <laughs> how many phone calls have we made yeah, <laughs> to companies say, hang on, you promised me this, where is it? So fix the problem. Um, the next step from that um, is is where, where the say sorry, I call it the say sorry properly comes in. Um, do something out of the box. Do something, send something or or pop a note in the mail or do something physically that is different to just an email mm-hmm. or just the conversation. Um, throw in a bonus, create a box of little things uh, that, that we we would have um, all sorts of things, little things that went in the mail like bookmarks or, or um, measuring spoons for the kitchen or it was all sorts of cute little things. I'd go off to gift fairs and I'd spend a few hundred dollars and fill up the box regularly, just little things that would when some, I guess the outcome is you fix someone's problem and they, they get something physically in on their desk in the mail and, and they open it up and they go, oh, my goodness, that is amazing. I remember, I, I remember once I had an issue, um, you know, you go through phases of the party plans, don't you? Uh, and, yeah. and, um, I, I, uh, I had, um, was at a party and I purchased a piece of clothing and it was quite expensive. It was about a hundred dollars, you know, as a lot of those party plan things are. And, um, the seam on the pants, um, you know, opened up and, and you know I hadn't had a weight gain or anything um, it was just one of those things and I sent them back to the company and I said look this is what's happened and they said I'm really sorry we'll give you a refund and I said mm-hmm. that'd be great like they'd offered to replace it and I said no no look I'm worried that the same thing might happen they gave me a refund and mm-hmm. they sent me a new pair of uh, of the pants and you know what as a result i talk about them uh quite a lot and that that experience was probably um well it was before i had my son so that's at least 20 years ago that's scary isn't it so people (laughs) remember stuff like that just those little things don't they but how many times has it happened for you and you're you're a consummate businesswoman who is dealing with businesses all the time how many times on one hand could you count where somebody sent you something to say sorry Mm. Once. Mm, mm, mm. There is an incredible opportunity for business today in Australia, throughout the world, to enjoy, to say sorry properly, to allow them to take some more risks, to put a system in place. And and look, I'd love to, I'd love to mention a brand. I, I don't. There is a brand I use out of Queensland for all my mailing product to say sorry properly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a it's a box. It lollies. Um, little trinket it's very bespoke it's called lacroix l-a-q-u-a-r.com.au i use them regularly for client gifts and saying sorry for interstate stuff um and because it just makes it easy i can jump online i can do it bang it's done um and so that's one of the brands and i would highly recommend um having a look because it is a nice way to for special clients to say 
sorry. And I think too, even internally, those sort of things can be really good because if you had a, you know, if you're working in a close knit team and and you um, mess up in some way, and you've got a colleague who likes to cook, for example, and you know that they like, you know, Matt Preston, you might want to yeah. go and and buy, uh, you know, and you could look at different price points you might want to go and buy a Matt Preston cookbook or you might want to go and buy you know a magazine that features some recipes from Matt yeah. Preston you know it's yeah. about knowing that person and them feeling like um, you know the the um, sorry gift that you're sending is something that you've actually put some thought into rather than it just yeah. be oh, I've got this box in the corner I'll just put my hand in yeah. like a lucky dip and pull out something yeah. and they they, they end up with a um, they end up with a bottle opener and they don't drink. <laughs> Yeah. Look, it really, it, it, and with every conversation that we have, there is always a spectrum between what is practical, what is effective, and then what becomes over the top. And um, and then the final step that that we, which is great segue into this is record it or or have a, it's it's a system. If you find that you're implementing your sorry system too often, you know you're doing something that isn't working, and you know that you need to. Uh, you know that you need to change something significantly, whether it's a supplier, your IT guy, your career, um, or whether it's your attitude or whether it's the way you're doing things, you maybe need to give up on a certain way. Um, because we all know we've got people in our life, I've all, I don't know, everybody's met someone that says sorry too much uh, and for all the wrong reasons. This is not what this is about. This is this is a business system or a personal system um, that allows us to stay accountable to creating better relationships. Okay, Danielle, so we're fast running out of time. Let me just recap on these fantastic insights you've given us on uh, why we need to uh, say sorry properly and how and, and how that obviously increases your productivity because you create that loyalty and and that trust with each other. So let me just summarise. So the five steps to saying sorry properly were to talk to the person, ideally face-to-face -face or via phone, find out their side of the story or let them have their say because often that's what they want. Ask yeah. them how they can you can fix it or what their expectations are. And if you need to negotiate, fix it because uh, and make sure that you fix it or that you follow up uh, and, and ensure that it's fixed. And then uh, look at saying sorry properly by doing something out of the box. So just something mm. small depending upon what it is and coming up with a range of ideas where you can go, uh, okay, well, you know, this has happened and I, I'm going to send them a magazine or give them a magazine or, or something that just acknowledges mm. and makes that person feel like they've been listened to. And the fifth thing mm. is record it. And as you said, by recording it somewhere, it enables you to go back and work out, okay, well, this is this has happened four or five times with this person. Is there something there that I'm missing? Am I not delegating correctly? Uh, is there something happening in the communication? So that's fantastic. Thank you so much, Danielle. Um, if some yeah. of our listeners want to get in contact with you, maybe they'd like um, more information on how they can set up their own uh, sort of system internally for uh, their internal and or external customers, how can they get in contact with you? Um, well, they can get in contact with me via my website, milliondollarrelationships.com.au, um, and uh, and I'm pretty much available everywhere under my Danielle Story brand. So um, I'm very 
be easily found. Um, I'd love to uh, chat to anybody. And, of course, via you. Um, I know that uh, you're, the people listening to this are your loyal clients and, uh, and I know that you'd be more than happy to connect us as well. Absolutely. So two things there. It's Danielle Story with an E, S-T-O-R-E-Y, and it's yeah. million dollar with the word dollar, not the dollar sign. So, yeah. Danielle, thank you so very much for your time today and your insights on saying sorrily I'm getting tongue-tied on saying sorry properly and how that can help increase our productivity. Thank you for joining us for this Expert Insights CD. For more information on our services, visit DonnaHanson.com.au. Until next time, this is Donna Hanson, Technology Strategist, helping you work smarter and not harder with technology. Bye for now. 